Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, it's Sam. And this is your news and thoughts for Saturday, February 6th, 2021. Now, they kept airing it and kept airing it. So if you watch SmackDown, you already know this, and you can't believe that this is what I'm starting with. But I needed to get it out of the way. Last night, during SmackDown, they aired promo, after promo, after promo. It was the same promo. Uh, for Seth Rollins' return next week. Gee, I I thought he returned at Royal Rumble. Did, did I miss something? Did y'all miss something? Wasn't that him... That entered at like 27 or 28 at the Royal Rumble. I'm pretty sure it was. But they are making a huge deal of him coming back next week. Now, the answer that I want. Is he coming back to wrestle? Or is he coming back to preach? Because... I have a funny feeling that he is coming back since at the Rumble he did not introduce a new character, which means they are sticking with the Messiah, which is fine with me because I, you guys know, I kind of like the idea of it. I hope that they let him run with it and they quit trying to micromanage him because it would be a good thing. Especially with Kevin Owens on the roster. With Daniel Bryan on the roster. Can you imagine Seth Rollins with Crazy Man Sami Zayn? And those two getting together? A cult leader and a conspiracy theorist? I mean, what kind of faction could they put together? Cult, whatever you want to call it. I think it could be unreal. Um, next news item. I can't blame her. Not going to blame her. It's not working. But I do think it's funny. Ever the opportunist. Kira Hogan, during SmackDown, took a shot at Sasha Banks for ripping off her look. She posted a video where she is wearing boots um, and an outfit a little 
like Sasha Banks. She said in that first one, often imitated but never duplicated. Then posted another one where the video is of her doing kind of the dance entrance, whatever you want to call it, that Sasha Banks also does. And says, if you want it, come and get it. Just make sure you want it. Didn't take fans long to put two and two together. She's calling out Sasha Banks. Here's the thing. Didn't work. Sasha Banks has never responded. I even checked today. It, she's never responded. Not going to sure she she's going to respond. There have been numerous fans letting her know that Kira Hogan has done this. Kira Hogan's on Impact. They do not have a deal with WWE. There is no point in Sasha Banks responding to Kira Hogan. If anything, since Kira Hogan has only been on Impact Wrestling for, I don't know, a year, six months, Sasha Banks has been wearing those outfits made by her husband, designed, thought up by her husband, for years now. Her entrance, Sasha Banks has been doing that entrance for a good two or three years. Um, since she redid her song with Snoop. Um, so, Kira, unless you can show us footage, and it should be old footage of you doing it and your outfits then, not going to believe that Sasha Banks is ripping you off. However, you may be ripping her off. But she is riding so high right now. She does not even care. Now, Iron Anderson on his podcast was talking about Dolph Ziggler and said that he had never seen him have a bad match in his career. He said that all Ziggler does is go out, try to do his best in order to put Allen a great match and to make his opponent look good in the process. He specifically mentioned the 2016 Fastlane pay-per-view match between him and Kevin Owens for the Intercontinental Championship. I need to go back and watch that match because um, I've seen quite a few of Dolph Ziggler's matches. They are awesome. I think he and Cesaro are the most underrated wrestlers around. I totally agree with Iron Anderson as far as him putting over his opponents. So happy that they have decided to give him and Bobby Roode some credit, give them the tag team belts, and them actually get some of the recognition they deserve. I agree with anyone that champions that Dolph Ziggler and Cesaro need to at least get one more title run under their belts. Don't think it's going to happen, though. Really, really don't think it's going to happen. Um, on Wrestling Inc., Conan came out and said he is a big supporter of intergender wrestling. 
said that in Mexico, it's been going on for over 20 years. Fans love it. They get behind it. And he even called out MLW because Court Buyer hates it. But he said, you know, you've got to get with the program that you, and he was meaning Court Buyer, but he said even you've got to admit that Impact Wrestling last year, year and a half, when they pushed Tessa Blanchard, that it was unreal. And it was. It drew a lot of eyes to Impact Wrestling. Her battle of, I don't know, six months, seven months, uh, between Eddie Edwards, Michael Evelyn, um, and Sammy Callahan. Her fighting and trying number one, to get into the boys' club, to number two, to get a championship bout, and then her finally winning it last January at Impact Wrestling's hard-to-kill pay-per-view. It did. It People were involved in that story. Now, does that mean I want to see Xavier Woods take one um, reckoning. Yeah, that's her name. Um, Mia Yim. No, not necessarily. And Corey Graves got on this particular topic that Conan brought up on After the Bell, his podcast for WWE. He said he has no interest and seeing another in intergender match. Um, and he said once in a blue moon that he was okay with it. Well, that's kind of how I am. And you've got to build up a star like they did in Impact Wrestling. Um, Tessa Blanchard had ruled the knockout division. She had competed on the indies in Mexico and all over the place in her gender. And she was billed as being good enough uh, or being as good as the men. Like I said, it was a seven, eight month long storyline for her to even get a shot at the championship. So I agree with Corey, if you're going to do it as a one-time thing, yeah, it needs to be once in a blue moon. But if you're going to actually do it, then do it right. He doesn't like the idea of it becoming a regular thing in WWE. And like I said, if it's going to be a a one-off thing, like when Sasha Banks wrestled Reginald, Carmella's um, wine guy, I I totally agree with Corey Graves. I don't want to see it. I think it's stupid. Um, there were quite a few botches in that. Um, Reginald ended up pulling Sasha's um, gear down. Um, it They don't work well together. You have to practice together. You have to have it down. WWE doesn't do that well. In other promotions, yeah, it works. And it looks real. 
in some other promotions. But the thing is, you've got to have the right guy, the right girl in there. You can't just throw anybody and any everybody in there. So, um, next one up is on Grilling JR. Jim Ross. He talked about Stone Cold Steve Austin and Hawk Hogan never getting together. People say that that's one of the big mistakes that WWE made is by not putting them in a match together. Everybody wants to blame it on Stone Cold Steve Austin not liking Hulk Hogan. Jim Ross told the truth and said their styles would not match up. The chemistry of the entire situation didn't mix. He said, could it have been a success financially? Yes. He said, but could it have been a success artistically? Not so much. I totally agree. Number one, there are two different errors. And I think that's what people wanted them to get together and have a match about so bad was Hulk Hogan was the ultimate good guy as far as eat your vitamins, go to bed, get enough sleep, all that crap. Whereas Stone Cold was shoot you the middle finger, drink some beer. And people wanted to see those two get together. But think about it. Hulk Hogan can't wrestle. His finishing maneuver was a leg drop. I'm sorry... Even in Stone Cold's day and age, that wasn't a real finisher. That wouldn't have been believable. Them wrestling in a ring with Hulk Hogan's back problems, he couldn't have lasted. And a two-minute match wouldn't have satisfied people. People would have been excited about it. But when they actually saw it, they would have blown it up. They would have said, this is awful, this is the worst match ever, and all of that. So it's better that it never happened. Now, Bo Dallas hasn't been seen on WWE TV since December 2019. He tweeted out to fans then he was going on a life-changing expedition. Well, I guess he's never come back because we've never seen him. However, I told you guys earlier this week in a news and thoughts, he's showing up for work every single week for over a year. Iron Anderson on his podcast talked about how Bo Dallas nearly ended up in the Wyatt family. And what they wanted to do is have what was actually pitched was to have their actual father, Mike Rotunda, um, R-I-R-S, I can't talk this morning, show up. And break up a feud between Luke Harper 
and Rowan. They were supposed to be getting into it backstage. He was going to say, chill out, you know, my son won't like this, meaning Bray Wyatt. Yes, Bray Wyatt is Mike Rotunda's son. And say my son wouldn't have liked this. Talked to Bray about it and said, you need to bring your brother in to help keep this under control when you can't be here. And that's how Bo Dallas, who is Bray Wyatt's real-life brother, was supposed to come into the Wyatt family. He was going to be the babyface of the group that everybody would love, that would try to keep them from going crazy. Of course, this idea did not fly. No one wanted him in that group. They didn't think it would work. They didn't think he would fit. They didn't think he would make it as a baby face. So instead, they did the I Believe program, and he got to walk around with the Believe signs instead. Killed his career. Um, from everything that everybody's saying, his name is not even mentioned anymore. Even though he keeps showing up for work because he's got a contract, He's not even being pitched whatsoever now. Now, WWE has a pay-per-view event on February 21st, and it's Elimination Chamber. If you watched Talking Smack this morning on Saturday, then you saw Paul Heyman get very real with Adam Pearce. And he said that a choice needs to be made regarding Elimination Chamber on Monday night. He needs to announce Drew McIntyre's opponent for the Raw main event. Or he possibly could be out of a job. And Adam Pierce looked like, uh, I don't, I don't know that I want to be taking orders from Paul Heyman. But, um, so look forward to, I mean, what else do they have to announce? I mean, honestly, when you think about it, it's February 6th. This pay-per-view is the 21st. 15 days away, two weeks. They have no time to build any other story they're going to announce Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. And like I said before, they're going to blow this storyline in, you know, two weeks. It's going to be all together four weeks, but um, four to five weeks, they're going to blow this 15-year storyline. Now, for those of you who were wanting Bad Bunny merchandise. It's sold out at WWE Shop 100%. However, they didn't take it down. They're just saying sold out, which means they're going to get more in, which means Bad Bunny's going to show up on WWE TV again. Now, uh, you're going to be seeing WWE and some AEW all over the Super Bowl this weekend. Obviously, later today, 
Titus O'Neil and The Miz are coaching at the ESPN new Celebrity Flag football game. R-Truth and Cesaro are supposed to be there. And then on Sunday, Drew McIntyre is going to be at the Shock Bowl with The Miz. I don't have a list of where AEW superstars are going to be, but there are quite a few of them that should be in Tony Khan's box. Um, and going to some of Tony Khan's events, and I'm sure you'll see it posted on social media. Uh, SmackDown ratings for Friday night were, they were at 2.13 million viewers. Last week, they were at 2.23 million viewers. So they lost 100,000 people. And then the last thing that we're going to talk about for this particular episode, I'm going to give you guys a part two on Saturday because we're not even halfway through the day, um, is Nick Aldis said WWE and AEW suffer from having too many top stars. He talked on the Angle podcast And he said, when you sign too many top stars, you don't have enough TV time and enough room for them all. So, they can't all compete for the top belt. They can't be in the main event. So, they've got to be dropped down on the program where some of them aren't used to being or don't like to be because they feel like they've made their climb and they shouldn't have to go back down there. So they become mid-card stars. They also vie for a mid-card belt, and this makes them unhappy. He said this is where rumors start spreading about the company, about how they're treated, about you know when their contracts are up, how they're leaving, um, every little thing gets reported to the dirt sheet is because they have too many top stars. He said when you have just a few, they know they're their top stars, they're going to be fighting for the next year for the top belt, and then you have a layer of stars underneath them that you're making into top stars and they understand that, then you don't have that. Makes sense to me. I've never seen it happen. There's always been too many top stars at the top companies, and there is always somebody unhappy and griping to the dirt sheets. And so that's the reason why I have news and thoughts. So that's fine with me if they keep doing that. But anyway, that was the last one. Like I said, um, hoping that later today you will get your uh, SmackDown results and thoughts. You will then get another Saturday um, news and thoughts. You'll get a New Japan Strong uh, results and thoughts. And then you will get your Sunday Uh, news and thoughts. So hoping to get that to you. Uh, Still haven't made up my mind whether I'm watching Ring of Honor this week. So you guys need to write me at 
wrestlingovertime at gmail.com. Tell me whether or not you want to hear about Ring of Honor. Is it worth it? Um, tweet me at tweet me or hit me up on Facebook, Instagram at Wrestling Overtime. Let me know what you're thinking, and I will talk to you guys soon. And I'll see you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who are always in the know. For the ones who keep things running. For the innovators and the problem solvers. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. Experienced staff at local branches and free access to experts to help answer your toughest questions. So whatever challenge you face, we have the knowledge and products to help. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.